All right, our verse this time was Romans 6, 17, and I kind of tacked on 18 because I felt like it made it more complete. Yeah, yeah, I thought it made it more complete. Um, it says, but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And then 18, I kind of went dot, 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 because I think I actually got the end of 18. And having been set free from sin, um, have become slaves of righteousness. So having gone from slaves of sin to slaves of righteousness was the things that I kind of picked up on. So I want to see what words you guys focused on. What words came up to you in this? Yeah. Mold. What was it? The mold. Mold. Anyone else? Any words that came stuck out in your head? Just Free. sin. Sin. Corley. Free. Obey. Righteousness. Anyone else? Okay, so we got mold, sin, free, obey, thank, teaching, slaves, righteousness. And I guess I put mine kind of in phrases because I said slaves of sin. Slaves of righteousness, standard of teaching, set free. So mine were the same words, but I kind of grouped them in phrases. Um, how about any application you came up with? Would you apply those those words in this and actually this whole verse how do you would you apply that to your lives purpose to be more like Christ <coughs> I wrote down that um, because it did talk about thank God that though you were slaves and yet you obeyed from the heart. Um, it, I what I took from it was that God will um, uh, bless me even though I might be sinning, but I'm trying to do the right. You know, he's, he's 
there for me where I'm at. So trying to do right, that he's, he meets you where you're at. Yes, that's... I put, don't volunteer to sin. <laughs> and I know it probably doesn't make any sense, but I was thinking of gossip. You're, 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 you're right in there with them. You know, you're, you get pulled right into that, that sinful thing when somebody's gossiping about somebody. Maybe somebody that's hurt you, you get pulled right into that. And so you're volunteering to sin. <coughs> Notice through all this, I have <coughs> not good teacher handwriting. Um, done a change in you, um, and you can trust your heart. Um, embracing sound doctrine. Oh, girl, I love that. I think I wrote something like that down. I'm just going to put sound doctrine. Embracing sound doctrine. And I said this earlier, I don't know if everyone of you were in here, but I think, like Carol told me, she didn't really like this verse so much. She had to grapple with it more. And I said, I think, like, I'm only the substitute teacher, right? I'm not the real teacher, I'm the substitute. And so when Kim said, pick what verses you like, I gravitate to the <coughs> ones that are talking about righteousness, obedience, because that's the things that the Lord is speaking to me right now and has been for probably the last year. So those are the things that I gravitate to, are those things. Because you know how some people are like real black and white? I'm kind of all gray. <coughs> Everything seems to be a little gray for me. Well, it wasn't real bad. But it wasn't real good either, but it wasn't real bad. You know, so I, um, I think these are the things that the, the Lord has been just talking to me about. Anyone else have anything else they want to add to this? Well, I think all of those, that this verse could apply to all of those, all of those things. And I'm going to, I got almost all of the same observations that you guys did. I went a little bit different on some of the applications. Some of it I did the same. Um, but I'm going to share with you a little bit, and I really want you to tell me, oh, no, Susie, I never saw that one bit, or that makes sense, or, you know, kind of your thoughts on it. Um, the first thing that really stood out to me was the slave of sin, that it says that we who were once slaves of sin. So I thought about that there were several ways a person could become a slave, and one of them was you could be born into slavery. And that's what we were. We were born into slavery. And um, so then you th I think, well, how did they 
people get free of that. You know, I thought back of, I mean, slavery has gone on forever and probably still does in some countries. How do people get free of slavery? Well, they could buy their way out. They could, you know, escape, run away. Um, the, somebody, the master of, of them could free them on his own. But for us, we needed a redeemer. So I know that everyone in here believes that. You know that Jesus was that redeemer, is that redeemer. And so that that was the way we were freed, was by, that, by a redeemer. So when we had, so when we believed that, and, excuse me, we accepted Jesus, that salvation was instantaneous. We were immediately saved as soon as we said, yes, Lord. So then I'm saying, well, then why am I still struggling? If salvation was instantaneous, why are we all down here grappling still? Because, you know, it shouldn't, it seems like it would be easier. You know, on some days it should be easier. So it made me think about when you're set free. And the first thing that I kind of thought about was like caged animals. So. An animal can be set free, and I thought of lions. You know, so we decide we're going to set the lions free back in the jungle. And you remove the door to the cage. And sometimes they don't leave, you know, or it's a process. They don't, it's not something that they can immediately do, you know. You have to kind of take them into that place because their mind, they're still slaves. Even though right then at salvation, I really think we had the power over sin. But then there's this process that I think we, that we go through. And some people may go through it a lot easier and a lot quicker than me. I can tell you that I probably really understood salvation at about 14 or 15. So that was 50 years ago. And for 50 years, it's taken me that I've stepped out of Egypt and I'm still wandering around trying to find the land of Cain. You know, and I don't think you actually get there until we're with the Lord. You know, and so I think that whole walking is, is, um, is the working it out. So there's, at salvation, there is justification, right? At justification, we don't have, Jesus was that redeemer for us. We're, there is no penalty for sin anymore. But I think the part that maybe we struggle with um, is, that, is that walking out, walking, stepping out of the cage, stepping out of Egypt. And Egypt is usually a picture of the world, right? I don't know if you've heard that analogy that it's a picture of the world when you're stepping out. So. It's that place, and it's kind of that place I want to talk about with you guys. What, what do you think this verse is speaking to, or what do you think the Lord has said to you, or am I the only one that's taken 50 years of walking around trying to figure it out? Nope, I'm not the only one. I see heads shaking. So then what is it? What is it that you think brings us to a place, and I'm sure there are people that have gotten saved, <coughs> and have immediately understood it. 
I'm sure there are those people. I just don't happen to know any. So what do you think the Lord expects from us during this walking time? That we're walking the earth and trying to figure things out. Well, in my, I will do it in the, the message. And it says, all your lives you have let sin tell you what to do. So like she was saying, we've been in this for so many years before we were saved. Then it says, but thank God you started listening to new master who commands, sets you free to live openly in his freedom. So, like for me, that whole process I go to, it's like I listen to him and he tells me and all these verses come every morning and, you know, and then mine is just disobedience that I do it. But it says he set us free to live openly in his freedom. So not my own freedom because, you know, we have the freedom to do what we want, but so how she said too that you said something, let's see what I was thinking. Um, I can't remember, but you know, we just need to listen and stay in that position. So there's justification and then there's sanctification. And I think it's that sanctification that that's where we're walking in. And it's that sanctification piece that, you know, it says, it says in there, we have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching. Well, if we're not committed and we don't really understand the standard of teaching and we make no attempt to understand the standard of teaching, See, that's where I had been for a lot of my life. I was only wishy-washy committed to it. You know, even though I think had I died, I'd have been saved. But I never really wanted more. You know, I was, I was okay with just the justification part. You know, I think I'd have been one of those people that would have gotten in to heaven with maybe hell biting at my feet. The fires were nipping at me. I don't know, and, and it's, I don't want to make it sound like I was doing a lot of bad things, but I don't feel like I was committed. <coughs> and I don't know that I really understood that standard of teaching that's in the Bible. So if we don't know it and we're not committed to it, how can it really, how can we be obedient from our hearts? You know, how can we then, it's like, like you said, how can we trust our hearts? We can't because we don't know the standard. We, you know, we haven't really been committed. And I like what Corley said about the master. Like if, the, if our master is not the Lord Jesus, you know, by default, who's our master? You know? So I think that... It, um, she, when she said the master, it just brought up the, the whole idea of being in the... Uh, refiners, refining fire. Yes, refining fire. Where God is is doing a work on you. No matter where you're at in your life, He's doing a work on you. So it's gonna feel like you're just wandering for a long time. And then when He gets one area perfected, you start feeling good. But then He starts to work on another area. Well, and it's kind of what you said, Tammy, about. Um, that he meets you where you're at, you know? And, and maybe for me, it was a long time of, 
You know, you need to let loose of some things and ask for forgiveness. And it took me a long time to get to that place. And then once I did, it's what you said. And then now we'll move on and we'll work on something else. You know, and it's that whole sanctification piece. Because I don't think any of us in here get up in the morning and say, you know, how will I sin today? Most of us, and I'd say like all of us, are really trying to seek the Lord. The more we know what that standard of teaching is, the more we're going to be able to walk in that. I, uh, for a long time, I was single, and I, I was feeling like, okay, I've got this down. I, I'm doing better. I'm getting there. And then I got married. And now I feel like I'm right back at the beginning trying to learn all those new things again. So I... When she said the master, because that is exactly the thing. I mean, I was, I was, I had my routine and my quiet time, but I didn't have anybody else at home to, to monopolize my time and take me away from that. And now he's working on a new part. Yeah, helping me to grow even more. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> my other sister would say the reason you have brothers and sisters is they buff off the rough edges. Yeah. I think husbands <laughs> buff off the rough edges on you too. You know. You're kind of buffing off some rough edges here. One of the other things I wrote down was just another example I thought of. um, And that would be the children of Israel. When they came out of Egypt, the Lord set them free, right? They came out of Egypt. And then all they did was whine and complain that they wanted to go back to Egypt. Why did you take us out of here? We could have died over there. Now we're over here hungry and thirsty. And there was a lot of whining going on. And they were free, but yet they didn't really know how to live in that freedom. They didn't know how to walk in that freedom. And I think that once you're saved, the rest of your life is learning how do you walk in that freedom. We're that, creatures of habits. Yes. So when, we, when things change, it makes it harder. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, the devil you have is sometimes better than, than the devil you don't know. You know, so you want to be in what you know. Yes. You know, what you know. Um, but at salvation, that right there is when it was declared, you have power over sin. So how do you access that power? We're no longer slaves to sin. We have a new master. And um, I, I looked back at Exodus, and it was there in Exodus that you could see that they were 1412, it says, you can see that they were afraid. But the very next verse, they were afraid to leave Egypt. The very next verse, Moses says, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. And I think some of those things that have held us captive to fear, we don't, I mean, sorry, captive to <coughs> sin. We don't ever have to see those things again. And so we don't have to be that slave to sin. And we don't have to see those sins. We don't have to see it again. We can release it. We can let it go. We can hand it back and, and not see it again. And we've been set free. Um, and we have become slaves of righteousness. <coughs> Anything on that? Anything come to anybody's head? <coughs> well, we start out as babies in the world. 
start coming to Sunday school or the church or and Bible studies. And we're learning. And the more we learn, the more we realize we need to learn. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I guess I get I get fed up with myself because I feel like I've been over there that maybe a long time. Um, I like this verse right here. Have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. I like that part right there because um, I think that's where we have power is in that part. And I think it is a lifelong process, but I do think because of the blood of Jesus that this obedience will come from our heart when we know this standard and we've made a commitment to it. I just know for myself, once I made that commitment to it, that I wasn't going to turn back anymore and look back at Egypt and think how nice it looks back over there. It did get easier, you know? The walk did get smoother. The way was clearer. The way to go was clearer. I think that we've had that power from the start, from the very beginning. And I don't know why it made me think of that Wizard of Oz when Dorothy wanted to go home, you know? And, and <coughs> Glenda says to her, but you always had the power to go home. You know, and I think that's what the Lord has said to us, but you've always had the power. Susie, you know, you could have always let go of that sin. You've had the power to do that. And it's just been probably the last maybe year, year and a half that I've learned how, well, I kind of think I see the clear way. The road's clearer, Lord. I kind of see how you can access that power. I don't know that I do it all the time, but I know I want to do it all the time. Anything anyone else has to say? on that part. Well, ladies, that's kind of all I had to say on the subject. And it's kind of what the Lord's been speaking to my heart. Before we close out, anyone have anything else they want to add to that? I have a phrase. Um, I asked the to pray for my friend Pat who was in the hospital with COVID, and she passed. And, um, and, and it, was, it was a blessing, because she had so many other problems that they just couldn't do much for her, and she was in such pain. And they had the um, memorial yesterday. And we didn't get to go, but some of our best friends went and told us about it. And her whole family really came together. They have been coming together, and she's always been the glue to hold them together. But they all came together at her son's house, and it was such a wonderful time of fellowship and getting over the pain together. And it was just a lovely, lovely day. Well, praise so God. Praise God.